Hey, welcome to episode 24 of the Motown Family Sports Rant. We come off yet another victory week where both of our teams won. This week we start off with the Lions again. Uh, we talk about if Jared Goff is a top five quarterback in the league because he's sure playing like it. Are the Lions the best team in the NFL? They're currently tied for the best record. Do we think anyone is better than that? Jambo came back, scored a touchdown. What does this mean for his future with the Lions? Then we talk again about uh, Michigan football, their blowout with yet another Big Ten team. And is this really championship or bust for them? We go over the Michigan State-Michigan game coming up this weekend and give our score predictions on that and the big Big Ten game, Ohio State versus Penn State. And then we finish off with 20 questions where Brett finishes the game in about 20 seconds. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at MotownFamilySR. And we'll see you all next week. Enjoy. Welcome to the newest episode of the Motown Family Sports Rant. Our teams dominated once again this week. Uh, I didn't see much of either of them, unfortunately, do the work. But we'll start with the Lions. I did see a little bit of the Lions. And from what I saw, they looked pretty good against another uh, – the Bucks were 3-1 and one at the time. But uh, how did you guys think about how the Lions played this week? Dad, you want to go first? Uh, do you want to go first, Brett? I think I went first or last Brett. time. Uh, yeah, sure. It's probably a lot of the same stuff because me and Dad kind of talked a little bit about it. Um, I think my main takeaway, other than the fact that they just look dominant on the road and continue to, is that um, I'm changing my view on golf again, and I'm thinking this time it's going to stick. Um, I really do think he is an elite quarterback, and I think he showed it in that game, put the team on his back. Um, they could not run the ball at all, and I, I think that's in large part due to the fact that Tampa Bay has got a really good defense. Uh, I mean, I talked about it a little bit, but it's the same defense essentially that took them to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, if anything, they've just clearly gotten a little bit better. So that was a really good defense. Couldn't run the ball for shit. Um, Goff just kind of took over and did his thing, and that's just awesome. Um, didn't really think he had all that in him, to be frank, but that was cool. The JMO catch was 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 awesome. Um, I really like. I jumped off my couch and screamed, and Amanda was like scared about it. Um, <laughs> but like that's. Like, I know he's not the, he's not, you know, model citizen or anything, but it really was nice to just take that in in the moment. Um, it's just good to see. So that was cool. And it was a good catch. So. I was really um, impressed by Goff as well, especially given the fact the Tampa Bay knew what they were doing. Tampa, they were going to pass. They sent the entire team, it seemed like, to try to sack him. Then he was still firing off passes and completing passes. He was amazing under pressure. He was dead-on accurate. And, um, I mean, there are a couple that, that sailed on him a little bit. But he, he, would, he just controlled that game. And I'm not sure if he's an elite quarterback or not, but he sure is damn good in the system that they have now. Their, their running game, they had no running game. Their, their running back was Craig Reynolds. And even though he's a nice guy and threw a hell of a block at one point, I mean, he's not he's nobody's lead back. Disagree. And, and I disagree, Craig, because of his name, yeah. So I think once once they get a couple of the running backs back, now I know um, Montgomery's going to be out again this week in all likelihood, but it looks like uh, – is it Jamos coming back? Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs. Gibbs. Sorry. Gibbs is coming back. And um, they actually picked up a guy they had not drafted, but signed to the, the taxi squad, that kid from Minnesota, Raheem. Who's a ver- what? Ibrahim. Did you call it a taxi squad? Close enough. You know what I mean. All right. Well, while Dad's going over that, I'll ask I'll ask you, Brett. Like, I saw the game, and I, I kind of agree with you about Goff. Uh I, I don't know if I'd call him elite, but I he is every week he is gaining more and more of my trust than I had in him before. And I, I don't I don't think I'd put him like top five QB in the league. Oh look, I was looking at his stats. He is statistically in the top five in every statistical category, which is pretty cool. But he continues to do it with uh with you know with guys getting hurt. I mean, JMO was out, Amon Ra was out last game, he lost Montgomery this game. I think keeping his line together makes a difference, but yeah, uh, for sure. I think he really showed it. Yeah. I heard, I can't remember what segment it was in 97 talking about this week, but they were saying, they were asking the question, like what quarterback has played better than golf to this point in this NFL season. And it's really hard to find one that has, you know? it's a short list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I'd put, uh, I know Herbert's had a good season, but 
consistently, I don't really know if anybody else has consistently played as well as him. Mahomes isn't playing great. Josh Allen is either amazing or kind of terrible. So, yeah. And Tua looks good, but he's got like he's got a fucking Madden offense. You know, like, True. I'd probably put Tua ahead of him, but just because of his system he's in. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I'd take Goff over Tua even with that. I think Tua's I just in the system. I think Goff and Tua's yeah. system would be putting even better numbers up. Oh, 100%. I, and, and it can't be said enough. Goff, and someone else once again said this this week in 97.1. Goff gives you that floor no matter what. Like, you know – you know he's not going to go below a certain level of, of performance. Where I don't think there's a whole lot of NFL quarterbacks you can say that about. Yeah. Um, also, Goff is the number one ranked PFF quarterback in the NFL right now. True story. <laughs> yeah. PFF is kind of all over the place sometimes. However, that is still pretty cool. I mean, by every category, he's been a top five ca- uh, quarterback. I, I do, I do wonder if uh, Ben Johnson leaves, how that's going to affect Goff. But I mean, you can't really plan on that. You got to give him what he's been playing, and he's been playing great. Dad, you were just saying about how uh, how the, uh, they had just signed someone, Mohamed Ibrahim. Yeah, yeah, which we, Brett and I talked about, he's a little bit like Montgomery. I mean, he's probably no Robert Montgomery, but he's still pretty inside, tough back who can get the short yardage. Um, I don't know. I think if they uh, – uh, the defense looked great too. I mean, and Tampa has had a good defense. So, I don't know. I think I'm pretty pretty pleased considering they won the game against a good team with no running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one thing that's really surprised me is uh, they have, they've they been playing like they have a lot more depth than they thought they did. They've had quite a few that's injuries, true. and uh, it doesn't really seem to show. They're still on both sides of the ball played really well. And I, will, I want to point out, uh, I saw somebody ask on Twitter, like, who your MVP this season has been outside of Goff. And I think it's Alex Anzalone. I mean, that guy has been a fucking beast. I mean, you could pick any of the offensive linemen too, but he has played. And I was so down on him. I thought it was such a stupid contract, but he played like the few. I only watched a quarter and a half, but the quarter and a half I watched, he was flying all over the place. No, he, he was, was that way all game, dude. Like yeah. he he had like three pass deflections. He had like two tackle. Like he, I've never seen him play that good. Um Actually, Campbell had a really cool quote about him, too, kind of similar to what I was saying about Goff. Like, you look around the league, and there's not a whole lot of linebackers that are playing, like, that well right now. You know, it's hard to find one. Um, yeah, man. His whole story, too, did you did you hear about what happened with his family and the whole yes. Hamas thing? And Oh, no, I so didn't he, hear about that. Yep. His family – so he's Jewish. His family was in Israel last week during all the Hamas, you know, call-to-arm bullshit that was going on. Um, I guess they like had to be like put in a bunker at one point because it was like they were like threatening the city where they were at. Um, it was a really big struggle for them to get back, but they got back in time to see him play at the game, and it clearly like motivated them pretty good because he was just. Oh, amazed. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad his so, family's I, okay, but that's uh, yeah, he's been playing amazing. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I think he didn't he write the president or something because his family was over there and asked him to do what he could to get his family home. And I know once they got home, he, it had to be such a huge relief for him. I don't know if that's why he had a great game, but it sure didn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he just seems like, you know, he, he gives it his all every game. And as much as I like Jack Campbell, and I think Jack Campbell is going to be a force in this league at some point, he's not there yet. And I think having someone like Anzalone kind of helps deal with that. I will say I thought Campbell had his best game so far. I thought he actually had a pretty good uh, like made more progress than he has in the past weeks. He had a couple of pass rushes, a couple of, like beastly tackles on running plays. He's still he's going to be really good in the run no matter what. That's pretty obvious. Um, so, but yeah, I agree. Anzalone's a beast, and I, I'm happy they got him for cheap too. Now that you you look back on it, like I didn't like the contract at the time either. But it's I mean, if he plays that good for two years or so, like that's that's a good contract. Yeah, you know? yeah. At the time, I really I was not happy with how much they paid him because. I mean, up until this year, he'd been okay, but he'd never been. I don't know what it is about this year, or maybe it's just Aaron Glenn's putting him in a good spot. They got a good system, but uh, I Aaron Glenn deserves a lot of credit, too. I was pretty down on him the first couple of weeks. I thought the defense kind of played like shit, and uh, they've, they've been incredible the last few weeks. I think they still they held him to like 40 yards rushing or something, or maybe the Lions only rushed for 40 yards, which was pretty low. But either way, the defense played well against the run, and they have yeah. for weeks now. They are officially the number one rush defense in the NFL. Yeah. Who the Which f- I uh, did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they spent so much money to upgrade their secondary, and they're all kind of injured right now, so that's kind of, you can't predict that, but I didn't expect the run defense to be so good. So Branch is coming back this week, too, they think, right? Yeah, that'll be yeah. huge. Which will be huge. Yep. This is going to be a tough game coming up against Baltimore, I think. The Ravens are a good team. How do you guys see that coming out? Is it, is it in Baltimore? Yep. Do you guys know? Yeah. I could see them losing this game. Honestly, as long as they play competitive, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but I think it's going to be real tough. I think Lamar Jackson, he had a really good game last week. He's he's starting to play a little bit better, and he's really hard to stop when he's on his game. Yeah, um, I think if it was at home, I'd feel a hell of a lot better about it. But yeah. The thing is, man, they're going to lose. They're not going to go 15-1. True. No they're going to have. They're going to lose another game, yeah. This would at be least. one. This would be an okay loss, you know, if they have it. It's a good team. Yeah, I, I could see them dropping this one, too. And they'll play them tough, though. I mean, it's not going to be a washout or anything. No. But it could, it, no. they could lose, yeah. Yeah, and Harbaugh's a good coach. Kind of brings me to my next point. Dad, I kind of raised this scenario, too. But say they beat the Ravens, who on the rest of their schedule is actually – who are they going to lose to? Because you look at the rest of their schedule, outside of the Cowboys after that, there's really not much. They have, like – I read they have like the 31st uh, ranked hardest schedule the rest of the way. They do. They do get kind of lucky with that. Yep. The Eagles and the 49ers both have like top five hardest schedules and they both play each other. They both play like other really good teams. Um, so yeah. Who's going to be their actual next loss? If at all, who do you guys think? Uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the schedule, it's the Ravens. Then they play the Raiders at home. Yep. I mean, the Raiders have sucked. They're three and three. The Chargers, who've been very underwhelming, but that they have talent, they could lose to the Chargers because it's it's in uh, the Los Angeles. Then they play the Bears. I'm gonna be real disappointed if they lose either one of these games to the Bears. Yeah, they, <laughs> they play the Packers again. You know, the Saints are 500. The Broncos are terrible. Then we play the Vikings twice and the Cowboys. So I don't. Maybe the Cowboys. The Cowboys are such a weird team. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're trash. Is it in Detroit? Uh, I think it's in Dallas. Although it was in Dallas last year, wasn't it? No, it's in Dallas again. I don't know why, but well, yeah. Once again, if it was in Detroit, I feel a lot better. I still think though. Me and Dad talked about Dallas, their game uh, last night a little bit today. They they just their create their play calling is boring as shit. Dak does these little dump off passes like like Goff is supposed to do. That's that's literally what Dak did the entire game. Five yards down the field, he would try to run it sometimes, and he's fast. He's a good athlete, but He's not, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson. Um, they have an okay running game. They got a good offensive line, but their defense does not play with the same grit that the Lions does. No, like, they, they have a ton speed. of talent though, and when they do, they are they are pretty impressive. But yeah, that's just it. They also got spanked by the Cardinals, Craig. <laughs> so. I mean, they're 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 playing, they're just playing so much better than Dallas. But Dallas yeah. definitely has the talent to come and win one against the Lions. Whether it was that earlier in the year, they like crushed some decent team, and I can't remember who it was. They crushed but, the Giants, and they crushed the Patriots, and then they got crushed. They've been all, and then they lost to right Arizona and Josh Dobbs, their backup quarterback. I mean, yeah, they've been a, such a weird team. And then yeah, they they beat San Francisco, but barely and without Christian McCaffrey. So even though you know you could argue the Lions should win the rest of the games, you still got some of that same old Lions thing. You're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop just a little bit. And um, yeah, I don't at this point. I really don't. I've, I feel like I've surprisingly kind of gotten over that. I mean, it's still subject to change, obviously, if they go on a bad run or something like that. But I, I watched that team play game, and I just yeah. I felt like they were going to win the entire time. And yeah. I just good team, you know. It's not that they're going to go on a bad run. It's just I think somebody's going to get them at some point. Are they the best team in the NFC? Well, how about we ask that question next? They are tied for the best record in the NFL. I, I, they do you think they're how would you rank them right now in terms of power rankings in the NFL? I was seeing some national ones and they're pretty much they're top like seven for and everybody's. A lot of people have them in the top, you know, five. Would you guys put Stephen them up a. there? Smith has them at number one, Craig. Number Does he one. really? I don't yeah. really love Stephen A, but I do like that. <laughs> yeah, he went on a rant about. It. I shared it on Facebook because I was pretty jazzed to find it. They play like lose yourself in the background while he's reading off his reasons, but he gives us like impassioned speech about how you know it's well they haven't won playoffs since, since fifty seven and all this other stuff and how golf is the perfect guy. Like it's just a really cool segment. It's 
So check it out. That's cool. Uh, I don't know that I'd put them number one, but it's also like when you look at the other top teams that people are putting up there, I I think they match up really good against Philly and the 49ers because both those teams last week had the run game taken away from them, which the Lions are really good at. And both of their quarterbacks struggled pretty mightily. Uh, Hurts threw three picks. Brock Purdy looked like how Brock Purdy should look. He's not very good, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of chugging the Kool Aid a little bit right now, but um, I think it's hard pressed to find a much better team than them right now. You know, mm-hmm. oh, that's fair. I think I'd put them like I actually think I put them top three. I still think San Francisco is a better team. I think Brock Purdy's serviceable enough. He's not as good as Jared Goff, but he's he's like kind of Jared Goff light, where he can distribute the ball and he does okay. I I from what I heard, he got them in field goal position. And Jake Moody <laughs> just just missed the forty one yard field goal. So did, otherwise, they yeah. would have won that game. So he missed two field goals too, actually. Oh, did he? But, okay, so yeah. I mean, like that's not that's not Brock Purdy's fault. Yeah, you only put up sixteen points though. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like Dallas does have a good defense. They do, and it's just when they come to play or not. They played the Browns. What's that? Oh, they play the the Browns also have a good defense, though. I mean, statistically, yeah. they're like one of the best defense in the league. So, did you know who the Browns' starting quarterback was that game? Yeah, not not even Deshaun Watson. It was uh, PJ Walker, right? Is what I heard. Yes. <laughs> yes, and without Nick Chubb, too. I mean, I know it's the Browns' defense. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I, I get. I agree. I just, I don't know. I feel like they have, you know, like you said, every team's going to drop a couple here or there. I'm not going to hold it against them too much to barely losing to a good defense. Although the Lions' one loss was against an overtime to a good Seahawks team, so you could make the same argument for the Lions. But I'd probably put him top three, top five at this point. I, in the NFL or just the NFC? I'm talking NFL. In the world. I, 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 say, I think they're probably three in the NFC behind Philly and San Francisco. Although on any given day, I think they could beat either one of those two teams, just like on any given day, they could lose to a lesser team. I mean, um, but yeah, I would say they're probably number three in the NFC. How do they compare against the best teams in the AFC, like Miami and uh, the Chiefs? Miami's true. Miami can put up a lot of points. The Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are still a good team, although they haven't, they've played like real sketchy football all year. I know they've won, but it's always been like, they feel like the Vikings of last year, but yeah, they're winning. But it's by like these really razor thin margins, you know. Yeah, the Eagles have been doing that too, though, man. That's the they thing. Have. That's they true. They haven't been really blowing anyone out. I just they, the Eagles don't scare me. I think they're a lot of hype from last year, and like I said, Hurts. You, you take away his run game, Hurts turns into like just dog shit. He threw three picks, and they were bad picks, you know. Yeah. Sixteen and one, though we agree. We're done losing. That's good. We're gonna go sixteen. So did and one you guys? Um, can you hear me okay? Did you guys read that article about? I guess there's some show called Peyton's Places, and Peyton Manning and Jeff Daniels yeah. exercised the curse, the Bobby Lynn curse. I thought that was kind of funny. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I did. I read an article about it in the free That's press. Cool. So since oh, then, yeah, too, they, yeah. they've gone on like a 15 and like three. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff. Yeah. And Peyton. Don't forget Peyton. And I didn't yeah, care for the orange jerseys that, that uh, Tampa wore. No. But they kind of, you kind didn't of like those? Looking. I kind of like the creamsicles. Yeah. But there was a lot of blue. A lot of blue there. They do look like yeah. That's like a, a thing yeah, coming. A, so you know, the people are really point, traveling. Yeah. Yep. If you look on Facebook, everybody's like, yep, yeah. I'll be in, uh, you know, New Orleans or I'm going to Baltimore or whatever. So it's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen or heard of a of a uh, I know. fan base yeah. traveling in the NFL like they have this year. Yeah. It's insane. Mom was yeah. looking for tickets yeah. to the game with the Saints today. And then we were trying to calculate airfare yeah. and hotel. And say, It'd be fun, though. It's too yeah. much by the time you add it all together. But. It is, but just yeah. just think if, like, we're yeah. doing that, people who, like, you know, yeah. even more passionate, yeah. like, we're big fans, but there's yeah. some nuts, yeah. 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 Well, people have more money, right? Like, yeah, and money. Yeah. That, that helps. Yeah. I was just going to say, it, was, it almost feels like uh, this is, like, 
the 60 years or whatever of just like people have been like saving yeah. up all this energy and fanfare yeah. for when they're good going they're crazy finally good and they're yeah. like going just ape shit <laughs> yeah yeah just in case it only lasts a year yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well that's how we're programmed as lions fans even if we get success it's not never lasting so <laughs> this feels like True. it's gonna last though it feels different <clears throat> yeah I think uh, more so now, too, that you've seen how the division is shaped out. Like, I thought at the beginning of the year the Bears were going to show some progress this year, and they haven't. But the Vikings would be a little bit um, close to what they were last year, and they're not. And the Packers just looking. So the division doesn't look like it's going to get that much better in years to come, and I can't see the Lions getting a whole lot worse. So That's a good know. point, actually, because I think this, after this year the Vikings might move off of Kirk Cousins. Justin Fields is, is starting to not look like the answer, and – in Chicago and Jordan, neither does Jordan love. So I honestly thought the Packers sucks. would be better. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He went out, I, he went out that game and against um, who the hell were they playing? I can't remember, but there was a nobody team. Yeah. And Justin Fields went down. Their backup quarterback is from like a D two or D three school. They brought the kid in and honestly, he looked better than Justin Fields in terms of completing the passes. Yeah. Justin Fields is not the answer for the bears. No, he sucks. And I think the uh, I, so I you're right. I just I just think the lines this could be our our division for going in the near future just because the quarterbacks we have the best quarterback. I mean, think by far this year you could have made that argument last few years with Rodgers and Kirk Cousins playing well, but yeah, we're gonna have we're soon to have the MVP of the 23 NFL season, Craig, to add to our <laughs> resume. Jared yeah. Goff for MVP. All right, <laughs> Jared Goff for MVP. Hey, he's got a chance, man. That's if the line, if the Lions keep playing like this, dude, who else are you gonna put above him? I mean, who else can turn around shitty franchise? I mean, I know it's not all him, but who else can you put that name on of, of like turning around a shitty franchise like that? You know, I just feel like media. I agree, like statistically, but I feel like media wise, because there's so much bias against like Detroit, and no one wants to pick a Detroit quarterback. Although that's not, I guess that's not true. They're getting some love in the national media, so I don't know, maybe. I just think it's going to be hard to beat out like the Mahomes and the Josh Allens and even the Justin Herberts with the better stats. Even if Justin Herbert doesn't make the playoffs, you know, they might pick him. But um, I had a quick question talking about mom's uh, suggestion about the home field or about the traveling fans. Mm-hmm. What, um, how big of a difference do you guys think that actually like makes in these away games? Like how. So the interviews with the players, I mean, they're like- act, they, they can feel the energy and they can hear the chance and, apparently they are you know very into it they're very appreciative and so a couple times they the players have said you know it's almost like we were at a home game it's so loud and so must make them feel good yeah i think it i think it makes a difference i think they uh, psychologically they're more prone to give it their all and do whatever it takes to, and that's how their defense plays anyway. But I think when you get, you know, you have a third of the stadium is your fans. That's got to fire you up. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. I don't know how much. I think these guys, these these pros, go out and play well either way. But I think it's really cool, and I think it does kind of give them a little extra boost because I mean, it's cool to see. It's not something you expect, especially from these these vets who've been around for a while, and then they come and see that. And, you know, even all the national media is talking about it. It's crazy. I mean, they put up another meme this this time for Ford Field South, you know, who put the pirate in the middle. You know, so, I mean, it's the people are there. Yeah. And these are good teams, too. Like, the Bucks were three and one. Like, it's not like they're playing some shit team who's just done and the fans have sold all their tickets. Not like the Bucks had something to play for. Yeah, so I think the Bucks are a little inflated. They have a really, really good defense. I don't think they would. Oh, for sure. But their record was good. But yeah, they're. I don't think they're a they're a great team. Yeah, their division's kind of shitty too. We're seeing that as things run through them. Um, do you guys think they would have like potentially like? Do you think that would change like the end result of any of these games on the road? Them not having that fan support. Um, so they, I think they say like, yeah, they say like home field advantage is worth like three points, right? Like on the spreads when they give like, who's going to win. So I think you, if you knock off even like a point and a half of that, you know, if you, if you take away some of their home field advantage, I think it makes a difference, especially against something like the chiefs, maybe. I mean, we were won by one point, you know, and that defense, everybody's just playing with on emotion at the end there. I think it makes a difference. Yeah. 
That that statement from the Packers a couple weeks ago was just awesome. It just kind of summarized. <laughs> Please stop selling our tickets. Like, yeah. I hope I hope we see more statements like that coming forward. So yeah, I I don't know if I would have sent that out. It almost looks like a yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was just kind of I love seeing it from a lot of as a Packers. Yeah. Like that's pretty disheartening. <laughs> yeah, touching on the GMO thing. So he caught like I think he had like two catches for fifty three yards and a touchdown. They're talking on the radio, um, and I kind of saw this like in the game. Like it, it really their wide receiving corps felt like it really played out how it was designed to play out in that game. You know, St. Brown's going to be your all star. He's going to catch almost fifteen passes a game. He's going to have these incredible plays over the middle. But Jamo's going to have those two or three plays where he's open down. You know, he's going to get like two or three bombs. Um, so like I kind of viewed it like this is like exactly what he's here for. Um, with that being said, do you guys see like? Do you see him ever being more than like a three to four catch per game, just down the sideline kind of guy? Do you think he's ever going to develop into more? Yeah, I think maybe. <clears throat> I guess it, he, he's got to get over the drops, obviously. He does have a history of dropping a lot of passes, although he made a nice catch in that touchdown where he had to turn and he tracked the ball well and had to turn and pick it off behind the guy's back. It was a good catch, but he does have a history of drops, and until he can get that dealt with, I think he's going to be more of the long bomb type threat because he got nothing to lose. And even if they, he doesn't catch it, it stretches the defense a little bit, but I, I think you'll see if I, I think you're right. I think they'll probably go a couple a game to him and uh, you know, when they think they might catch other team off guard, he might eventually develop into more of a possession receiver, but they don't really need him as a possession receiver right now. They've got Reynolds and St. Brown are both amazing. So maybe in the future, yeah, that's a good point. That I don't think they really need him to be anything more than what he is currently. I don't think he will, though. I think this is this is probably what he's going to be. Uh, I think sometimes he'll have like 150 yards or something because he'll be open a couple times. Yeah, because he'll get three catches, you know, and that that's all he needs. I don't. I, I think part of it is because he just and this isn't really a knock against him. It's just who he is. I just don't think he grinds like an Amon Ross St. Brown who's out there catching like a hundred passes every day from the machine, the jugs machine or whatever. He even came out and said something like that where, where he's like, yeah, Amon Ross like, I catch a hundred. And was like, yeah, we did like 10 today. You know, it's just, and it's okay. He's just not going to be that guy. He's, he's more like an athletic, just speedy guy. And, but, but like you, like you said, I don't think they need him. They could just, they can have him down the field open and eventually he's going to run past and be open. And, and St. Brown can be the guy who's making the tough 10, 12, five yard catches, you know, that really move the chains. You just need that weapon to open stuff up for St. Brown, who I think is really going to be the star receiver. Whereas Jamo is going to be a little bit more of a gimmicky guy where it's kind of like, you know, a little bit like Gibbs, although we're not really using Gibbs right now, but we use them in flashes just to keep everybody else honest. Where Montgomery and St. Brown are going to be your workhorses, and Laporta now. I think Laporta is a favorite of Goff's too. Yeah, I um, I think what I would hope at least is if they, if that is the intent with him moving forward that they, I think they put got to put him on like kick return because I I like he has plenty of time to catch the ball. Even if he drops it, he can pick right back up, and he's fast enough that he can make up for. It. I feel like he'd be a really good kick returner, and he was in college. Um, and then also like I hope they kind of use him akin to how they're supposed to be using Gibbs and like these like shuttle pass, you know, kind of like, like I, I feel like there's a little bit more creativity they could get into with him. Um, and it's still early, you know, he just came back last week, but I hope kick returning. That's my big thing. I, I think, I feel like he'd be a phenomenal kick returner. You know, I feel like if he tried and what I feel like he lacks, like even to be a kick returner, you kind of have to have that laser focus. Cause like catching the ball, I mean, I've read about this. It's like very different. It's kind of weird than like catching it here. Yeah, and you have to be like, and I just don't see him ever being, and I think like that's why I'm a, the St. Brown is so good. He's got this laser focus to like hone his craft, and this is what he does, and he's so good. And JMO is just never going to be that guy, and that's okay. But I don't think he's ever going to like go out there and like stay after and really hone his skills as a kick returner. I think he's just too much kind of like a free spirit kind of guy. Like he's like, yeah, I'm kind of just here to have fun. You know, I'm really talented. Yeah. I'll go to practice. I'm a nice guy, but yeah, I'm not going to be like the biggest workhorse guy. <laughs> you know, I see, I see him getting hurt as a kick returner. I just Maybe. don't think he's got the same durability. Those other guys do. I think part of his problem is the difference between him and St. Brown and like even Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, 
those guys had to like work their ass off to get where they are because they're not incredibly physically gifted. Whereas JMO just is, and he doesn't have to try as hard. It's kind of like the Miguel Cabrera argument. Like he's just so good. He can just go out there and kind of half-ass it and be okay. But he's, but because of that, he's also not going to be like, you're always your go-to guy. Cause he's just going to kind of, you know, he's just, yeah. he's yeah. just JMO. I saw this like slow motion replay of one of St. Brown's like 20 yard catches in the game. And the dude is like staring through the fucking camera, like at the ball the entire time. Like it's his intense focus is just like his intensity is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And JMO just doesn't have that. I mean, that's just proof of him like fucking betting in the Lions facility. Like that's just, that's just, that's just like, you know, some people you say with like who are alcoholics or whatever, they just can't help it because Jimbo just can't help it. That's just not how he's wired, man. Like he just, it's like, oh, look at the birdie. Yeah. Yeah. You just, he's never going to be that guy because he's just not wired that way. That's okay. Honestly, and Campbell has come out and yeah, Campbell has come out and said that. Like he has said it multiple times, honestly, at this point, he's like, JMO is never going to be like a 12 catch a game guy. That's just not who he is. He's going to have some drops. He's going to be like two or three catches a game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, he even said like he's he's never going to be the sure-handed receiver. He's going to have some drops. Yes. And that's real bad when your head coach is saying it, but also pretty telling. So. Yeah, I love how Campbell tries to tell the truth, but can't go entirely telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to think of what it could be. Um, I'm excited to see how they use him forward, even if it is just three, four catches a game. That catch, that one catch, like, if that happens once a game, I'll be a happy man. I'm fine with that. Well, hell yeah. If you score a 50-yard touchdown once a game and you can just, like, hey, JMO, we're going to pencil you in for a 50. Fuck, I'll take yeah. that. Like, because they don't really need him to do a ton more. They don't need him to be the guy who, like, carries the offense. Well, and they kind of talked about it after game, but that that play too, Craig, you didn't watch it, so you wouldn't know. But <laughs> um, that play really, it was like so it was ten to six before that, I think. And the game like kind of just kind of just blew the game open at that point. It was a huge momentum, yeah. Boost. So. That's what those plays do, and that's why he's also valuable, even if that's all he does. Is just it's like a momentum changing. You know that's it, but he gave them the momentum to kind of carry it forward. And he's like, as he's like, I'm out here. They sit on the sideline, has cocktails. The rest of the game, he's like, did my job. I'm out. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Good luck. <laughs> see you at the after party. Right. Yeah, yeah. So my my last gushy thing I'll say about him because y'all are just hating on Gino. No, I'm just kidding. No, I uh, I think I think it was more resonating to me too because you know Montgomery was out. Uh, the running game, they didn't really have a whole lot of star power in offense because Laporta had a bad game, actually. He dropped a couple passes. I think he's still hurt, so I think he'll be fine. Um, but other than St. Brown, there wasn't a whole lot of star power on offense. And like I kept saying to myself, like, Jamo, this is your time, man. You got This is your time. There's no one else. There's literally no one else. By default, this should be your time. And then it happened. So I was happy. I'll take it. <laughs> I think they should design more stuff for him. Like Gibbs, I'm not entirely sure what the holdup is for Ben Johnson to like design specific plays for these physically incredibly talented guys. Maybe there's something else going on. They're just not ready for it. But it's a little frustrating to see them not take more shots to JMO or not get Gibbs open in space more. Even on that pass, I mean, Goff underthrew it. He did. Honestly, I was surprised he could throw it that far. He launched it. <laughs> yeah, good. but I mean, I was. It was a really good catch because he had to come back for it and get it behind the receiver. No, if you watch the throw, Goff literally leans back. He's not even looking. <laughs> you know, he's just looking up, and he just he launched it straight it. in here. Yeah, he's go get it. Like, so it worked. He reminds me of like uh, Braylon Edwards. I remember watching him play at Michigan. Brelin would never catch, would never catch like the five yard quick slant route. He dropped so many, but if you threw yeah. it to him deep, when he could make this big play and be like this badass, he fucking would catch, make these amazing catches. And it just to me, that's kind of like Jamo. Like he's gonna, he's gonna get it up for the fun stuff, but the little like hard work shit. He's like, nah, I don't have time for this. This five yard catch, fuck off. <laughs> Best game by a receiver was at Braylon Edwards against Michigan State game ever. Yeah. Yeah. All they did was they had uh, Henny just throw deep to uh, Braylon, and it didn't matter, and they came back and won. And yeah. he was just he was I'd, just amazing. I'd like to say that that might have been the last time Michigan had the wide receiver go off. In the it, I think it might have been. I think it's been the other way completely every year. Yeah. Example, yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, sure. Little scenario for you. Say JMO does become slightly better at catching, and he catches like these ten yard slants. 
I mean, a guy with that speed on a slant route—that's that's good. That's that's a weapon in itself, too, right? If he's able to make these catches, I just don't think he's ever going to do it. I think he, I, I think for sure, like what you're saying, he could be like a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase if he wanted to be and put in the time and effort. Have, those guys have that laser focus that St. Brown does. He does not. Jabo just does it, and you just listen to him talk, and he just does it. He's just kind of like a free spirit, happy go lucky guy. And that's okay, but he's never going to be this intense, just beast of a guy because he, he just doesn't focus that much. That's my take on it. But I'm sure they're out there screaming at him like JMO, like just fucking focus. He's like, he's like the he's like, there's a flower over there, coach. Cool, man. They're like, fucking goddamn it. <laughs> JMO put down the MGM bet game. Yeah. And like they're finally like, all right, J-Mo, we're gonna run and slam. You're just gonna run straight down the field real fast. He's like, yes, and he drops the flower, and he's like, I'm ready. Like this is how I see him. And then he's open, and he, he like makes this amazing deep like fucking diving catch. And they're like, all right, J-Mo, five yard curl. He's like, he's like, what? What? He's like, I don't want to do that shit. It's not fun. <laughs> I I have noticed one more thing about J-Mo, and then we can leave the topic. Um, he makes when he does like that catch he made in the end zone. He's he's not particularly good at making like hand catches like you're supposed to he's way better at like the ones that like hit him right in the chest where i feel like most people probably are so, but, but at the same time like he's thrown in his chest he'll catch it you know <laughs> i mean that's my point though right so you just said he's not very good at making catches that aren't exactly on target it was like okay well how often does that happen come on he's not very good at catching with his hands <laughs> with his <laughs> incredible <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh I thought Hutch had kind of a weirdly weak game, but I also like he was going against their I guess they switched him. They switched they ran like a four three defense, which put him on the other side. So he was lined up against Tristan Wirfs the entire game. He was pretty good. Oh Hutchinson? Yeah. But he he was kind of like He didn't numb. dominate like he usually does. Yeah, which I'm not worried about. I think they've no. got a great offensive line though. Yeah. They, they do. do. And one good one good quiet game doesn't doesn't mean much. I mean, everybody has quiet games, and he's still learning. He's still young. He's still even even just having him kind of like JMO out there is a little bit of a guy you got to keep an eye on and distract from other stuff is helpful. So even if he doesn't get back and make sacks or anything. So Michigan, you guys, what watch a game? Uh nope. I was sleeping the whole time, so I heard I saw the final score there. Good luck. You are despicable. <laughs> Brent, did you watch it? Yes. Yeah, because I'm a fan. I watch the games. <laughs> I worked the night before. It was at noon. <laughs> well, mom just took off her headphones. Apparently, she's not contributing. She's had it with our bullshit. Dad, you want to go first on this one? Uh, it's a typical game. I mean, they're all pretty much. This weekend's going to be fun against State. Because as bad as State's playing, they'll give them a good game. But, yeah, it was a typical Michigan game. You know, you come out slow, and then you just crush them at the end, even with your backups. Yeah, no, they just they they overwhelm people with numbers. You know, they just they they had a stat up about how much time each of their D line they had like twenty D linemen who played and the time they all played and they just rotate them in. None of them really played more than what twenty something snaps, right? Because they just keep rotating them in. They just they just wear people down. You don't notice a drop off like at all yeah. when they do. You know, yeah, I uh, I same thing, man. It was a good game. JJ killed it again. Um, I think if he keeps having games like that, he's going to continue to be in Heisman talk, Craig. Um, I, I uh, an observation I had, so I, I kind of am thinking that the whole like coming out slow thing, because they were talking about it during the broadcast, how they 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 very much function like an NFL team. I think that's kind of part of their plan is to kind of come out, read, react, and then adjust, because like that's what teams do in the NFL, right? The defensive coordinator comes from an NFL team it would make sense if they kind of do that. Um, because like after that first drive, Indiana didn't do anything, you know, they came out, they looked really fired up. They had all these trick plays, but just disappeared. And Indiana's not very good. Neither the rest of the teams are blowing it up for the most part, but I almost think it's like by design that that's what they're, they're good at making adjustments when they can. The, the defense doesn't scare me coming out a little bit slower and kind of figuring out what they're going to do as much as like the offense does though. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it came to bite, like when they played, especially this was evident, I feel like against TCU, when they started to have to play from behind, uh, they just weren't very good. And, you know, I just, 
I feel like you can't, eventually it's going to come, you do have to at some point come out of the gate firing on all cylinders and just, I don't really understand the mentality. I understand they run the ball a lot and I think that's why they come out a little slower and they just slowly grind these teams down. I have a little bit more faith this year because JJ has been playing so well that they could potentially like come out throwing it more. I, I am a little worried though when they get to like a Georgia or even an Ohio State again this year. Oh, the Ohio State kind of sucks. It's not that scary, but like better teams is just my point. If a better team comes out and scores on their first two drives, and all of a sudden we're down fourteen nothing, we kind of can't run the ball two hundred times again. We got to got to score a little bit. I think yeah. they could do it. I think they can. They just haven't showed it yet. Yeah, so I am a little. Concerned. I do think. I do think their defense is stout enough, though, that like even against the best teams this year, because I don't think there's really like an elite team this year. I still think they're going to be able to keep them in the game long enough for them to come back kind of thing. So Yeah. I thought that last year about TCU, though. I don't know what the TCU game was. That was kind of an aberration, I know, but. Yeah. It was kind of an outlier, man. I mean, and and while J.J. did throw these, like, three pick, no, two pick sixes, and he doesn't do that. They're they're up by, like, 20 fucking points, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, to his credit, he was a big reason why they were able to, like, not get blown out. You know, he was able to. He was. It was also the reason they did get down by a lot. So it was kind of a. I feel like that's kind of a wash. But defense also got pushed around. I'm The defense did. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah. But um, I would really like to see them just come out and go up by 24, and then then run the ball a bunch. Like I feel like that's more of a normal way to. You know, you come out, you grind your, you you shock your opponent, and then you grind them into submission instead of chipping away at them slowly and then just. Because I feel like, again, it's like if they have the better talent, that's a totally fine way to play football. But when you come up to a team that has the same amount of talent, it's going to be really hard to grind them down because they're going to be like. Yes and no. I I think Michigan has like, and other teams probably do, but like Michigan has waves of like really good D linemen that can, at least on Yeah, but so do other teams. Like so does a Georgia. Like because I feel like that's the team we're trying to beat this year. I disagree. Georgia always has a top draft class. They don't rotate people in like Michigan does. I think that's intentional, though. I don't think it's because they don't have the talent. I just think they like to play their best guys more. Michigan does way better about doing that. I think that will come the end of the year will will prove well I think for it's them. Benefit. It's going to benefit them absolutely. Because Georgia's in all these like relatively somewhat close games. They did it again this week against Vanderbilt. So if they're playing their stars all game, why are they in these like two touchdown games against Vanderbilt? Yeah, Georgia barely won this last week. Who they play? What? <laughs> who they play? Georgia. They wasn't. They didn't blow them out. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's like the uh, the Rutgers of the SEC, right? Like they're not good. No, Georgia doesn't look great this year either. Honestly, there's really no team that really scares me that much this year. Um. So I mean, I feel like this year it's okay, but I don't know. So I guess it doesn't matter. This is the only year we're talking about, so it's probably fine. <laughs> I just I'm also not entirely sure how good Michigan is because we haven't played anybody worth anything. So they look fucking amazing, but their competition has also been fucking terrible. So uh, I think the the fact that they don't come out and blow anyone up from the beginning, just their demeanor. I just think they know over time they're going to wear people down. So they they don't come out maybe as jacked up as some other team. They know even if another team jumps out to lead, they're going to get it back, and they're going to they're just going to eventually ground them and you know take them down. So I just think that's that's their thing. Yeah, they're there to win. They're going to find a way. How many times have you guys heard the uh, the boa constrictor analogy? Have you guys heard that yet in the radio? I've heard it like fifty fucking times, or on, on like TV and shit. They're a boa constrictor. They t- like just slowly tighten their opponent and squeeze the life out of them, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the gist of it. There was some Michigan fan page that posted. It was like Michigan unleashes their boa constrictor, and that just sounds wrong to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Michigan, Michigan State. Yes. I I I think Michigan is going to be them thirty five to ten, maybe. <laughs> The zero, you think I it's going to be a shutout? Score. I think the 35-10. No, I don't think it's going to be a shutout. I don't know if Greg- they'll score. <laughs> Michigan State's offense is not good. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Mich- this is this will be the best, I feel like, Michigan State plays since Tuck was out. Yes. So, um, yeah. I actually think it'll be closer than you think because I do think Michigan might come in a little cocky. Although Harbaugh's been really good about getting them fired up for these cupcake teams, so. 
And then we've got last year to give them, you know, with the whole tunnel thing to give them some juice. So I hope they come out and just beat them like 65 to nothing. But I think like a, I mean, Michigan will like a 35, seven. I can see some last minute garbage touchdown. I bet it's like 35 to seven. I mean, it, 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 they should really blow them out. They are just much, much better than Michigan State. Michigan State hasn't played anybody either. They played Washington, I guess. Washington's pretty good. But outside of that, yeah, yeah, they have – they lost to Rutgers. I saw that. So they were up like 24 to 7 or something, weren't they? And they, they fucking just – they lost it. I mean, Rutgers is okay, but – Rutgers is a tough team, but you should beat Rutgers, man. That's fucking – that's pathetic. <laughs> And yeah, to let them come back, it was like twenty four to three. To let them come back, I knew like yeah, that. yeah, they had a it's significant not... lead. <laughs> just, they blew it. So that both that tells me that their defense isn't very good either. So I'm not really sure what scares me about state. I've also heard a lot of their fans aren't going to show up because it's a night game. It's going to be cold, and nobody really wants to go watch Michigan beat state by forty points. So. <laughs> This might be one of like those blue wave lines games where there's more Michigan fans in the stadiums than there are state fans. Oh man, that'd be fun. My prediction is way more optimistic than you guys. I put down 52 to 10 again because I think it's just going to be the same old story. <laughs> so, I, state's not good, man. I know it's the rival game. I just, I have, this team is just like not playing at all for their coaching staff, which is fair because they've been through a lot of shit. Um, I also think their coaching staff is very inept right now and very confusing to the players. It's clear they're not all yeah. on the same page in any form. It kind of feels like they're all going out like without practicing and no game plan, and they're just calling plays and hoping they work. <laughs> it's just you know, who, who wants to play quarterback this week? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like. Yep. So, honestly, the Ohio State—I think Penn State scares me the most this year. They just beat somebody like sixty-three to nothing, didn't they? Like, yeah, it was UMass. UMass. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like a Michigan draft. Yeah, it is. I don't think that's a huge accomplishment. No, but like Michigan, they have dominated, I think, every game they've played. So they look good against their also cupcake schedule. So is that game at Penn State or at Ohio State? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I think it's actually at Penn State, isn't it? I thought it was, too. Because I think they have the whiteout. Uh, So so who obviously, whoever wins that game is Michigan's competition, right? Right. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, them in Michigan for the Big Ten. And I would say, particularly if the game's at Penn State, I'd have to give the nod to Penn State a little bit. Well, Penn State's six, right? Ohio State's three? Seven. So, um, seven? It's, so it's at Columbus. It's actually in Columbus. Oh, it's at Columbus? Yeah. That, so that might, that might be the difference. I'm actually yeah. excited to. I'm actually almost more excited to watch that game than I am the Michigan-Michigan State game. Because <laughs> I know Michigan's going to win. Right. There's no, yeah, it's going to get boring after halftime. Like every it is. Week. So I'm actually, I hope Penn State kills Ohio State. I fucking hate Ohio State. I just, I hope they get destroyed. Yeah. But, um, so along with that question of the score, what do you guys think the score will be? Um, do you guys think that Ryan Day will cry if they lose? <laughs> Whether if he wins or loses or both. Yeah. If they win, <laughs> if, if he wins, his voice will crack like he's going through puberty again. So, we're Ohio. Ohio. So Ohio gets the world. Where's Lou Holtz now? <laughs> Look at his yeah. ass. Yeah, what 95-year-old man can he insult this time? <laughs> I just put on some new shoe dye on my hair. Yeah. It's melting. See, no. He's such a putz. So what do, you guys, what do you guys think it's going to be then? Do you think it's going to be I have no idea. Uh, I don't... It's going to be like 27, 28... 28-35 or something. It'll. I think they'll both score. Really? I don't. I, feel yeah. like both, I think it's gonna be a bit more of a struggle than that. I think Ohio State's offense is kind of dog shit. Honestly, I think their defense yeah. is okay, but their offense, like Kyle McCord, is real average. I, I feel like yeah. Ohio State scores like maybe twenty-one points. Yeah, they, they'll get twenty-one points just throwing at the Marvin Harrison. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say thirty-five twenty-one. I think Penn State actually ends up pulling away at the end there. I think they they win by a couple touchdowns. I think they're a better all-around team. They just look better. Well, I, what I say, 35-20, I, I still think that'll be the score. And honestly, I, I could. I think Penn State's probably a little bit better, but it's at Ohio State, so that's a toss-up. Yeah. I got Ohio State 28-21 because it's at Ohio State. 
Um, and I just like James Franklin, man. There's just something I just don't trust that dude to be there in good games. He's not a good coach. He looks like an idiot out there. Um, <laughs> I think he's not bad. Why don't why I not... feel like he's he's had pretty good teams. He's up he bad. has. He recruits really well. He always gets like a top five recruiting class. But what has it resulted in? Nothing. So I, like I just top I'm 10 a team. I don't know. I think they're pretty good. I got There's nothing. No against he, internal. I. He's a nut job. He's kind of like weird and crazy, but I feel like people hate Harbaugh way. Like he's like a Harbaugh light to me. <laughs> like Harbaugh is also a nut. <laughs> Harbaugh yes. is a nut, but the players like him, so I don't care if he's a nut. Uh, Dad, you watched the game. Did you see Benjamin Hall carry the ball at all? Dude, they put in at the end. It was like their third string running back. No, I thought he looked really damn good. Is he pretty was, good. Yeah, he looks he. He reminds me of like a like a Mike Hart. Like he's kind of a smaller guy, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I did, like see, yeah, we did 10, see that. Yeah, it was pretty tough. And he's he's really shifty. He's got really good vision. I think he's going to be like next year. I think he's going to be the one that like takes takes some serious snap counts. Yeah, um, really honestly, I trust him running the ball already more than I do the Don. I I don't know why they keep running Donovan Edwards up the middle. He, they threw to him a couple times, and he looked really good in the passing game because that's his shtick. Stop running him up the middle. It's not going to work. Can like we call just... him the Jameer Gibbs of Michigan football? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what he is. Did yeah. you see where he broke one and he came up about a couple yards short of the goal line? And there was like whatever it was in goal. And he wanted to stay in the game because he wanted he hadn't scored a touchdown all year. So he wanted to stay in the game. And they wound up taking him out, putting in Corum, and Corum scored the touchdown. Yeah. And Good. Afterwards, Corum right. went up to him and said, oh, it's okay, man. You'll get yours eventually. Yeah. I know they got a good relationship. It's a cool thing. I just like – you're not performing this year, man. You shouldn't get those touches. There's a reason you don't have a touchdown this year. It's because you you don't have these home run runs that you had last year yet. You know, it's just not there. So I don't know. So is that is that because of his style of running, or are they not blocking for him and opening the holes like they did last year? I think it's partially he doesn't run up the holes or in the lanes as well as Corm. And then I also think it's his style. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he's meant to be a. A one sh- one juke and run kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Get in the open field, take your speed off, you know. Yeah, he doesn't bounce off people like Corum does and keep going. No. Even Gibbs, I mean, we talked about Gibbs can kind of do a little bit of that and bounce, like not really truck people can, but can like break yeah. off of tackles. Yeah. I don't think Evans can even do that, you know. No, he's the same guy we talked about last year. He's the best running back in football if no one touches him. But as soon as he gets touched, he crumples. He's just—it's a weird. And I feel like if you don't get perfect blocking, which I don't think the blocking has been quite as good as it was last year for him, he's just not as great. But that's on him. Like, get in the weight room. Be a little tougher. Put some, you know, mass on. I mean, Corm's probably on steroids, all right? But the dude's fucking jacked. Like, no one's bringing him down. He's a beast. Yeah, Yeah. he's a beast. Yeah. Um, One last quick college football thing. Did you guys see Brock Bowers got injured for Georgia? Oh, no, did he? See their quarterback? No, he's like the best tight end in like a oh yes, draft I did classes. see that. Yeah, yeah. And I, they they're suspecting it's a high ankle sprain, so like the recovery that for that's like four to twelve weeks or something. So, man, it, it's gonna be interesting to see how their passing offense looks without him because he has kind of been their passing offense. Yeah. Again, this just this bodes well for Michigan. Michigan has got to win it this year, man. Like this yeah. is their year. Yeah. It's going to be such a letdown if they lose to one of these teams that no one. Even did you see? I watched actually one of the only college football game I got to see a lot of because it was on late was Col- uh, USC and Notre Dame. And Caleb Williams looked like yeah. shit. <laughs> he, he did. He looked bad. Yeah, Notre Dame took it to him. Yeah, he did. They their yeah, defense they played yeah. amazing and bottled him up, and USC had no answer. So. Like even that, even their offense was crap. So, and Alabama barely won. Alabama <clears throat> looks like shit. Texas lost to Oklahoma. Georgia looks real average this year. Like yeah. there's just no one. This is Michigan's year. Like you, you've got to beat them. You've got to do it this year. No excuses. None of this bullshit big game collapse. None of this get coming out cocky. Not nothing. None of this letting TCU come up on you. Like it's just yeah. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, no, the table's set. They, they, if they don't win it this year, it's because Harbaugh is choking in big games again. Like that's yep. just what it is. I think that's yeah. If they don't win this year, I think that is definitely his thing. Like everybody's got their stick. Like Kirk Cousins can't win in prime time. Jim Harbaugh just craps it out in big games. Like you know, I did think the the Washington Oregon game. I thought that was a fun one. And I think both those teams are are a little 
little scary, but at the same time, they're playing the Pac-10. They are. Plays defense. The I don't Pac-10, think they play much defense. Yeah, I don't think they play yeah. much defense. I think they're both good teams, but and uh, you know, the Penix started at Indiana. Did you yeah. know that? I didn't. I know. don't know. Yeah, why he was but yeah, he did. He was hurt. He left. They they were like they were second in the Big Ten West that year. They had a really good year. It was COVID yeah. year when Michigan was bad because um, they killed Michigan. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Um, did they? Oh, in the COVID year was that Penix? I don't remember. Yeah, they they kind of beat him pretty handily. So I don't know. He's wait. Back. Was that the COVID yeah. year? I just heard some. Yeah. I think it was ninety seven. When I was looking at the year way home, did Indiana actually win the Big Ten in the COVID year? <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. I think they might have lost to Ohio State or something like that. But it was some Maybe. weird thing where they still won the Big Ten. I don't know. It was that was such a fucked up year. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And then they went back to mediocrity where they've always been. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Indiana. Sad. Yeah. Well, how about the Red Wings? They've been playing really well. I haven't, I haven't caught a game yet, but I know they've only lost one game, right? They're like two and one, three. Were they one and one? One of, two and no, one. they won a couple. But even in the even the first game, one. they lost two Tampa one. Bay. The Brinkett scored a couple goals. Yeah. Um, and they they probably could have won that game too. And then the last game, where they went four to nothing with Reimer playing goal. He looked good. Yeah, he looked really good. So I mean, I believe they're going to make the playoffs. They're yeah. probably not going to win the East. There's just so much uh, talent in the East. But I, they're definitely, I believe, a playoff contender. Yeah. Did you see DeBrinkle's first goal in that second game, man? Like, the one that was, bounced? Yeah, the one-timer. So it was a it really was good, so cool. It was a really good pass by Larkin, don't get me wrong. But you don't even see his stick move, DeBrinkle, yeah. when he shoots. He's so fucking quick. Like it was but he just scored like, from like four, the blue line. Like, he shot from the blue line. It took off, hit the ice, and then bounced over the goalie's shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was He's cool. Sad. I, I have a, a bold-ass take that the Red Wings are going to have – Three thirty goal scorers this year. I think he's gonna be one. I think Larkin's gonna be one, and then I think it's either gonna be Sprong or like Raymond are gonna be the third. But I, Sprong's I got a hell of a shot. Yeah, he's on. He had, he put up like twenty goals in like eleven minutes a game last year or some shit. Like, like it was pretty outstanding what he did in limited time. Um, I think they're gonna surprise people, man. I, I think their offense is gonna semi continue to be this productive. You're never gonna put up four goals every game, but I, I think they're gonna continue to look decent. Yeah. On offense. I don't know about the defense, but. I just hope they don't come close to playoff time and Eiserman decides he's going to tear it down and start over again for the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I don't see him doing that yeah. after spending that kind of money to bring it and bring it in some of those other guys. Eiserman's going to trade away to bring it at the trade deadline. <laughs> that would suck. Bold take. No, he won't. He won't, obviously, but. Have the yeah, I've heard I've heard they look really good. I haven't watched them yet, but I do want to catch some games. And that sounds like DeBrickett's actually uh which is kinda nice. I was I was kinda a little worried he might have a little bit of a slow start. But uh sounds like that's not the case, so <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, him and Larkin, man, you can tell it, it feels like they look like they've played together for a while. I they haven't, obviously, but there's a lot of natural chemistry there, so that's cool. Have you ever see. seen them interview Lalonde after the game? He I mean, the, the guy to me is Uncle Fester. He yeah, looks just funny. like Uncle Fester, and he he he's like he. I think he's a nice guy, but he's so droll. He never lets them get too excited. I think that's all right, though, especially for a younger team. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, anybody watch the Pistons? Are they have they started yet? No, the first game's next week. I watched the preseason oh, okay. a little bit. Um. Preseason, it's preseason. You can't really tell. I mean, uh, Sar Thompson's shown some good flashes. That's kind of cool. Um, I think I don't think Cade's been playing at all preseason, which is fine. Okay. But just want him to be healthy this year. Uh, um, so, in light of the last week was the ten year anniversary of Dan Orlowski's running out of the back of the end zone. Um, so, in light of that, I would like to do a topic about your personal most embarrassing sports moment or your kids, because you guys all have kids that have played sports. Do we have kids? Do we have kids? <laughs> yes. They're on the taxi um, squad. That's right. <laughs> I'll go right. first. Yes, I, got yeah, go for it. I want to say it before somebody else does. Oh. I, I, I mean, and this might be one of mom's too. Um, Brett's soccer game where he had without underwear and had see-through shorts and was calling attention to himself on the field. 
Chicken, remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was a classic, The right? sun was shining just the right way. <laughs> White shorts. Yep. You'll notice that won't be one of mine because I spoke that <laughs> That was a bold statement, though. It was a bold statement. It really was. It was, yep. That's a man that's comfortable. <laughs> oh, Brett. I feel like one of you guys should do a cow one because she's not here to represent. <laughs> Let's see. She didn't, really, she didn't really play too she many sports. Uh, I don't know. She still always gets, sh- it's not funny, but she used to get shin splints. Yeah, that's not that's funny. funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny at all. Yeah. What a dick. This is dead. <laughs> You used to have this condition. It was real bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she can barely what, walk. What about, that, what about that picture of Cal from like when she was like four? That soccer picture where the ball's like way bigger. Than oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was that was funny. Yeah, she played. The uh, ball was bigger than she was. soccer. Yeah, it was a huge. <laughs> that was a good one. Huge ball. That was cute. Yeah, um, I was gonna say the to... underwear one. So. Yeah. We uh, we got a crate. Craig came out of a football I, game once and slipped on the sidelines and almost killed himself. That was what I was going to say. I remember I was so fired up. We scored a touchdown. As an Eastern Michigan. Off. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of a different one then. This was this was the one. Oh, at, how many times again. did you fall? Apparently a couple. <laughs> this is the one I'm thinking of. You could tell the other one. But uh, it was after we scored a touchdown. It was when we was at home in Chelsea. And I was running off the side. I was so pumped up. I like fell. But the cool part was I did like a total front forward flip <laughs> and landed on my feet. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was like an overtime or something, but yeah, so I was pretty, pretty excited. Yeah, it was like a one yard run up the middle. And anyway, <laughs> that was my embarrassing. Which did I do something at Easter where I slipped and fell too? I don't remember. I think you came off the game out of the game and you were running in the sidelines, and there was something on the sidelines I feel like you slipped on. That probably so it, it really wasn't funny, it was kind of tragic. Sorry, yeah, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's always like, remember when my kid injured themselves? That was fucking hilarious. What's yours, Brett? <laughs> Are you good? Uh, I, I I don't have embarrassing moments. So. No, I um, <laughs> I had a couple like smaller ones. I don't really have any great ones. I probably would have done the pants one, honestly, if you guys hadn't. But um, I remember playing soccer one year, and I was never like the scoring type. I was always pretty good at defense or-ish, or at least I – thought it was maybe that was my way of justifying just not being good at soccer in general i don't know uh i remember like one golden opportunity i had to like score a goal because i really never like scored any goals in like soccer um i always played defense or midfield probably because dad was the coach and he put us there as torture i don't know but um i tried i remember one time also we always had like the sickly kids in our team that were just like the, yeah. the rejects yes yeah, and then it was me <laughs> It was like average, and then like maybe one other kid who we could kind of like maybe make somewhat better kind of thing. But, <laughs> also, because Dad uh, was the coach. <laughs> yes, yes, I blame Dad for his coaching yeah, skills. Whack uh, No, uh, I remember like getting one specific breakaway, and I think it was one of those games where we were like we had this inept squad, we were getting killed, and I remember like being so excited to kick the ball and try to shoot, score in the net that I kicked it so hard that it went and hit the crossbar and bounced right off. It came right back. <laughs> That was embarrassing. Yeah. Kick. Dunk, dunk. Yes, yeah. just like that. Um, I also had one in, in uh, my freshman or sophomore year of football. Um, the quarterback threw the ball, bounced off a wide receiver's hands, came right to me, slow fucking motion, <laughs> bounced off my hands, and then actually same went went to Matt Lindauer, also bounced off his hands as well. Oh my god! <laughs> one of those probably should have. None of you guys ball, caught it. Right. <laughs> I uh, it would have been the highlight of my my career in sports. I can tell you that if I caught that ball, because yeah. I would have run. And I'd, yeah, it would have been fun. But <laughs> yeah, wasn't meant to be. Not not more embarrassing than running out the back of the end zone on national TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a rough one. Poor Dan Orlovsky. He's a big Lions fan now, so well, I like Dan Orlovsky. He it's a big shot now. Yeah, yeah. So, mom, who's your athlete? Well, you have to guess. Well, I'm not going to tell, tell you. <laughs> Is this yeah. backwards 20 questions? I could get yes. you. Ah, we let Brett Jeffrey. start with his question uh, that he yeah. always starts with. What are we gonna do? All right, Brett, you want to go first? Start us off. Well, I'm going to ask first, is it a male or female? Oh, okay. Yes or no. Is this person a male? Yes. Oh, okay. What, Is, what was the answer? Yes, male. It's a male. 
It's a man. Is this person an active player? No. Okay, retired man. You got a question? Is this player Caucasian? Yes. There we go. Get it out there. (laughs) All right. Get it out there. White active man. All right. Retired. Oh, retired. Excuse me. White retired male. All right. Um, he says retired. Is this person above the age of fifty? Yes. Okay. Okay. Did this person play a ball-based sport? No. Okay. Old Craig's white very man. Good at- I am very good at ball-based sports. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, nice. <laughs> was this a hockey player? Yes. Oh wow! Oh, okay. Right to chase. It's over fifty. Um, oh. Old white hockey player. Well, white's kind of irrelevant at this point. He was a hockey player. (laughs) It's pretty much (laughs) an old retired hockey player. Uh, Brett, you got a question? Let me go. Uh, Did he play for the Wings? Yep. At some point? Okay. Is it Gordy Howe? Is he still alive? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Gordy Howe. Sorry, he guessed it. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, oh, I didn't hear you. No, I mean, I, you, you guessed it. That's who I was thinking, too. I probably would have tried yeah. to narrow it down more, but yeah. you just sure took all the fun way. out of it and just decided yep. to blow Way your, to go, Brett. Blow, your, blow it early. <laughs> it's all right. I'm That's sorry, all, Mom. That was a good one, too. That was a good, good one, Gordy. Yeah, especially with the start of hockey season. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that's all well, I got. Well, fun, guys. Thanks for that two-second 20 questions. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll be First back this guess. week. We'll have uh, Michigan State to talk about, and the Lions will have a pretty tough opponent in the Ravens. So it'll be a good, good time. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, All right. See you next See you guys. Week. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys. No, not that kind of kind of funny looking. Now, nah, fuck him. Not drafted, but signed to the the taxi squad that